Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, what's up? This is Sharks Across Hollywood. I'm Andrew, and the... Oh, fuck. I had a good one. Hang on. You didn't have one ready, did you? No, I did. I did, and I just... It just... it. I was thinking about it just 30 seconds ago. It fucking... My mind just went poof. I was gonna say, oh, there we go. Colorado kid to my Moo Montana, the Reverend Samuel Mance. <laughs> Blessings, children. Do you know what the fuck I'm talking about? I have no idea, but I love it. Uh, there was a cartoon show called The Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> and it's as ridiculous With as it sounds. With the cow says. cowboys? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. <laughs> I never watched it, but I do remember its existence. It's never as good as you remember, but it's fun to go back. It had a really cool theme song. Yeah, it, that does not surprise me that it's not as good as you remember it. But it's, it's for kids, so of course it's not going to be as good as you remember it. Obviously. And that's most things. But hey, today we're going to talk about our very first fucking Disney movie. Do you realize this? This is this is a moment right here. This is monumental for Sharks Across Hollywood. I don't know if it's our first Disney Those movie. Those movies I do mean, not technically... count. They don't count because Disney did not own them at the time. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. They're, they're retroactively Disney movies. But... Yeah, but they, they don't count. They, they don't count. So this is our first official Disney movie. It's the only movie so far that has a fucking Disney logo in front of it. We're going to do the first Mighty Ducks in preparation for... Mighty Ducks Game Changers, a new series on Disney Plus, which I'm very excited about. You don't give a shit. Literally could not give less of one, no. So this is a fucking hockey movie. Came, yes, it is. Came out in 1992. I can speak. I swear I can. I'm back to being hopped up on caffeine and shit, so good luck, everybody. Directed by, okay, Stephen Herrick. All right, what has Stephen Herrick <laughs> done aside from aside from this masterpiece? Oh, you're going you're gonna to love this. You're going to love this so fucking much. Wow me. Critters. Fuck yes. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Don't tell mom oh. the babysitter's dead. Three Musketeers, Mr. Holland's Opus, 101 Dalmatians, Holy Man, Rockstar, Life or Something Like It, crappy TV movies, Young MacGyver in 2003. What the fuck? Wow, this is just a slow <laughs> descent into mediocrity. No, like, it started is. started strong. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to get worse. It's going to get like, it's going to kind of have a couple peaks that people liked, and then it's going to have a bunch of not good stuff. Man of the House with Tommy Lee Jones, not the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say. Picture this, a TV movie with Ashley Tisdale. Oh my god! And after that, it, after this, it just kind of ends up being just TV and straight to DVD stuff. Dead like me, life after death. I believe that's the movie, like the movie pilot for that show. Into the Blue Two. Wow. <laughs> the Cutting Edge, Fire and Ice, which is a figure skating movie. The Chaperone with Triple H. <laughs> I've seen it. It's real bad. And then after that, it literally just kind of devolves into him directing episodes of TV shows. He directed 16 episodes or 11 episodes of MacGyver, the 2016 one. Started so strong. He's got a few movies that I like. So that's that's something. Yeah. Um, a few movies that I like a lot. I mean, this this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it. You know? Oh, you but, actually uh, enjoyed watching this? I did. Oh, I did. Man. I'm not going to try and pretend that it doesn't have its problems. It does have problems. But like ultimately it was fun to watch because it's know? a live action Still disney it. movie from the early 90s of course it's gonna have some problems <laughs> but i think overall these movies are pretty solid all three of them i enjoy them they're fun and they're easy to watch too because they're nothing really happens it's really not important but you can just hang out but they they get you in the 
feels, and there's there's a few reasons for that. I think a little bit. It was written by Stephen Brill, who actually shows up in he's Frank the the other lawyer in both of those court courtroom scenes. Oh, really? Him? Yeah. He directed Heavyweights and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I know him from. I know him from something else, and it was it's an acting thing. Yeah, he was like again, you know, like sort of a third tier character. Sex lies and he, videotape. No, he but he has a memorable face. Postcards from the edge. Here's what I remember him. I remember him. Oh, it was uh it was the wedding singer. He's the one who's who Oh <laughs> says how he uh heard about Adam Sandler's breakdown and or in what his girlfriend did to him. He's like, Oh, oh shit. that must have sucked. Dude. Oh, that is him. No, oh, it man. was great actually. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's yeah. I you said that and I immediately his face popped into my brain. Yep, that's yep. That's awesome. No, that's cool. I didn't know he yep. did all that stuff too. Oh, of course, he directed that Hubie Halloween. Holy shit, he loves himself some Adam Sandler. Oh my god, seriously? Oh man, wow. That looked like such a piece of shit. Now, I I will say I didn't watch it, but I did watch the trailer for it and god, that looked like a steaming pile. I don't know how how like I don't know how good this is, but it it got reviewed way better than any of his Netflix stuff. Has. That's not high praise. Not really. With the exception of Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was a theatrical movie that wasn't netflix oh was it? i thought it was netflix no they no it got put on netflix because adam sandler oh. has a deal with him yeah i guess that's why i thought it was a netflix thing so heavyweights which is a good movie if you're into that if you're into that kind of kid which show. i have which i have not seen you haven't oh well we'll have to you'll have to watch that it's real dumb but it's got some kids from mighty ducks in it and it's 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 pretty good but he did mr deeds and without a paddle and Drillbit taylor who the fuck remembers that oh my god the do-over and sandy wexler yeah. both the netflix movies doesn't heavy Heavyweights have the kid from Sandlot, the You're Killing Me Smalls kid? No, that is the big green. Oh, okay. <laughs> which right. which I'll talk about. My mistake. I have I have some stuff to say. God damn it. We'll save it for when we do the Sandlot, because we all know that's coming. Oh, I don't have anything to say about the Sandlot. I'm com- I'm comparing Disney sports movies. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's right. That was a Disney sports movie, wasn't it? Yes. Let's break into it a little bit, because um, I wanna we're gonna laugh at this and make fun of it, and then just share all the all the joy in the world because i love this movie and i love the second one and i love the third one 90s disney you're gonna talk shit because 90s (laughs) well i was just gonna say 90s disney youth sports movies was a subgenre unto itself it was and you know what they ended up doing every one of their like disney channel original movies had something to do with sports almost all the time i didn't have the disney channel back in the 90s but that doesn't surprise me at all just based on how many of them i saw turn up in video (laughs) stores yeah so the very opening of the movie here we get you know an opening flat i call it an opening flashback thing where we're young gordon who you're gonna love this one is played by that annoying little shithead from jack frost no kidding yeah. same kid oh i did not catch that at all <laughs> back when he was back when he was still cute and he doesn't have any speaking lines really in the movie he talks like once so it's yeah he just has to look heartbroken yeah and he does he's got a, he's got a little baby face he pulls that off find me a child who looks like his puppy just died we meet the coach of the hawks gordon plays for the hawks and and the first thing you hear him say to this kid is, if you miss this shot, you're not just letting me down. You're letting your whole team down, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and of course, like your first thought hearing that line now, it, maybe this isn't you, but this is definitely me. My first thought hearing that line, my initial reaction is, what kind of fucking sociopath lays that on a nine-year-old kid? Yeah. But then then yeah. you you remember that that generation kind of had a thing that there was this, you know, specifically remembering that this is Gordon is a child of the 60s, not a child of the 80s. Right, right. And so this, and is, this is 73 so he, that this is supposed to 
to have happened in. Exactly. So you got to remember that the generation who's saying that to him, that's a that's the boomer generation. You know, Gordon is on the forefront of the Gen X generation. And so they kind of had a thing about degrading someone into excellence. You know, there <laughs> yep, was yep. there was this belief specifically in the sports community that if you insulted and degraded, they would just do better. Yep. Just just put all the pressure in the world on this poor kid for a peewee hockey game. <laughs> Seriously, like that's that's the line my mind was unable to cross this time. When it when it gets to the final game and you have all the Hawks fans and all the Ducks fans and the Ducks come out on the ice and the Hawk fans start booing. What kind of freaking maniac goes to a children's hockey game and boos the kids? Are you a fucking serial killer <laughs> the only thing Jesus. the only thing that i can say is that hockey is fucking huge in minnesota it, it, as far as i can tell hockey <laughs> yeah, yeah, is I like imagine. like especially like any level of hockey is like high school football in texas people take that shit seriously yeah yeah i would say the um you know i mean if the movie is to be believed that definitely comes across but like holy shit <laughs> there's a huge difference between high school sports <laughs> and junior high school sports those are two different things people yeah I'll, I'll definitely get into that a little bit i did think about that because again this is the first time i've ever watched this movie objectively like looking for things and stuff so i noticed some stuff nobody ever got turned down by a scout because in sixth grade they missed the game winning shot you don't you never know man they just <laughs> they, they go way back so gordon misses the fucking shot he does the, the words triple deke get thrown around like a thousand times in this movie and i seriously i think i heard over the years that a triple deke is bullshit and it doesn't even make any sense i don't know if that's true i don't know uh, it may as well be the crane technique i don't fucking know like they if they just made it up okay <laughs> i i just took their word on the triple deke thing i learned it from playing like nhl 2k9 or something oh you see you you played that i uh so, i haven't played a hockey game since mutant league hockey on the sega genesis you know which one i loved though dude wayne gretzky hockey 98 for the nintendo 64 nope <laughs> by then i was out of the sports game you could turn into a literal brick wall man <laughs> seriously yeah if you if you block enough shots it's like uh nba jam when you score enough uninterrupted baskets the fucking oh. ball turns to fire yeah no like i remember games like that were a lot of fun so maybe that was the kind i could have gotten into because i did play the hell out of nba jam it's pretty specifically it's because fun. it wasn't realistic yeah no nba jam's great i want the arcade cabinet arcade one up hook me up man i'll tell every i already tell everybody about you give me one just give me one i have two i want more <laughs> i was gonna say you already have the cabinet couldn't you just like i mean this might be a little too diy for you i don't know oh, but yeah no it is i have I, you, you can <laughs> people have i can't though i was gonna say like what you could you could literally just take your current cabinet apart lay it down on plywood trace it out you know cut new pieces and build yourself a third but then i then it would just be a bunch of wood with no electronics in it <laughs> well you know raspberry pi that's why jesus invented the raspberry pi i have one and it works okay but i i don't have the arcade emulators it's kind of annoying really want the oh, arcade ones well but hey we're not talking about that we're talking about mighty ducks man we're talking about hockey what god damn it so hey uh were we supposed to watch that this week yeah i know i forgot to make the joke about hey we we reviewed the cartoon this week and and i was gonna make you feel all weird for a second <laughs> but i forgot yeah i'm glad you didn't do that because i'm not going anywhere near that fucking cartoon i nothing against it i'm sure it's a fine cartoon it's not but it's you should watch still it. a cartoon that i was already too old for by the oh, time yeah. it came out so it is oh it's, it's an not happening it's an experience dude you, 
you should check out that first the, it's 20 fucking minutes of your life just watch it it's funny as fuck it's weird it is i think so the reason i never weird. even gave it a chance is because i knew it was a marketing device specifically for the hockey team you know and toys like, Don't so that toys. immediately turned me off from it as a as a teenager oh no it, it's it's super dumb but then what what was he-man and gi joe man 30 minute long commercials for toys it's the same thing yes but i wasn't aware of it at the time that's true see i was aware <laughs> of it when mighty ducks came out that's the difference but i highly recommend one episode you get to hear uh the dude from sharknado he plays he plays wild wing he's the he's the captain that's right finn you keep mentioning that every time we do a sharknado movie because he's fucking wild wing and it's it's awesome anyways so we cut <laughs> to a courtroom 90s kids movies really like to do this give these fucking adults really dry boring ass jobs like what was tim allen in jungle to jungle same idea he wasn't a lawyer but he was like something a, like that a suit and tie guy and i'll tell you what this is where the movie really started to irritate me for a second <laughs> why because it paints a picture like like gordon bombay is the bad guy in this scene when in reality he is just doing his job that's the job of a defense attorney and they're not the bad guy <laughs> it's the law the law is made that way to ensure you know i mean ostensibly to ensure justice is carried out true and they make true. it out like he's the bad guy for doing his fucking job while the defense the defense accuses him of cheating for citing legal precedent in court well yeah fuck that defense attorney <laughs> like below the belt he's or, like excuse me not the defense attorney but the uh the prosecutor yeah. fuck that prosecutor he's like that guy should be in jail but he does gordon does say it was your job to put him there so don't take it out on me <laughs> Yes, but that is painted in the movie as a sign that Gordon is in need of help because yeah. he is defending a guilty person. <laughs> like, well, motherfucker, it's no wonder that all these you know guys who are middle-aged now are rallying over to the right because we grew up with this shit. We I, grew up having this implanted in our soft little little minds at a young age. I grew up watching and ignoring this and the fact I'm, that I'm not going to the right. The larger lesson of justice is important but it's a kid movie and things have to be black and white this isn't this isn't for us remember yes i know i know things have to be things have to be black and white and i get that and that's why i think they should avoid things like that that really <laughs> are just nothing but shades of gray in reality well maybe you're right but we get we get a little funny banter there's um he goes into the office and and he's like oh did you she, uh, his assistant's like did you win and he's like yeah i'm 30 and oh and she's like what what about that one case and he's like that we don't count that because i scored with the court reporter you know this is for kids <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and she's like what you, you you mean the one you said had an intelligent body and he's like that's the one <laughs> I love these family films. I know. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. And then we get a little hint of him not liking hockey. Somebody says, hey, this person gave you hockey tickets. And he's like, hockey? There you go. Yeah, he's got a little chip on his shoulder there. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> I wonder why. And then he gets confronted by his, by Ducksworth, the boss. And he's like, hey, man, n next time you do this, score, don't spike, he says. Win, but don't be a douche about it. This guy is written, for a movie that's all supposed to be about black and white, this guy is written very unevenly. Because in the beginning beginning you get the impression that he's all about you know doing the right thing and stuff and and you know being part of a team and doing the right thing and fair play and all that important stuff that they're trying to push on the kids but then later he's totally willing to do a backroom deal with his buddy and subvert justice in Philly so a lot of mixed messages getting sent with this particular character yeah it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense but we need somebody somebody else to hate we need somebody <laughs> actively involved in the quote-unquote 
quote-unquote establishment to hate like, when Gordon like, kind of goes to the the bright side, I guess. The light you side. You know what? There's a very easy fix for this. All they had to do was make it so that the coach, who's already the bad guy, the Hawks coach, I can't remember his name. Riley. Riley, there you go. Riley, who's already the bad guy, has some kind of dirt on him, and he has to make the deal. Not that he wants to make the deal. You could have him sympathize with Gordon and say, look, man, I don't want to do this any more than you do, but my nuts are in the ringer here. You know, that that's good Disney movie banter. <laughs> they would have back then. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I don't know. Some of the dialogue does walk the line a little bit in this movie. But uh, but yeah, like they could have done that and then still kept him as a an ostensibly virtuous character and maybe even have Gordon show him that it's better to, you know, to do the hard thing and stand up for what's right than it is, you know, to to walk out unscathed, you know, and then had him come around in the end and, and they'd all be good guys together. Nah, fuck that. Fuck Ducksworth. That's what, yeah, that's what fuck, we get. I agree. <laughs> fuck Ducksworth. But I'm just saying he's an uneven character. I'm going to bitch about every single thing I can possibly bitch about in this movie because I really liked it. Like, it was just a lot of fun. So I, <laughs> I, I, I say, feel obliged to shit on it where I can. Positivity! Ah, fuck that movie. <laughs> um, so he gets, Gordon, I guess he's out celebrating. He drives this big fancy car, but he's drunk as shit and he's listening to this crappy rock music. <laughs> the soundtrack like the pop music soundtrack is kind of rough the score is really good and we'll get to that in a minute the score is is pretty strong good sports movie score so he's driving drunk he gets pulled over the first thing he says is this is not good and then he proceeds to like be a smart ass to the cop but <laughs> all i could think about was that dave Chappelle bit about how white people get pulled his white buddy gets pulled over <laughs> leaves the radio on he's like man you don't want to get your ass beat to a soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the cop asked him, hey, uh, could you turn the radio down? He's like, yeah, I guess it was a little noisy. I'm like, is that, that's a way to show that he's drunk, I guess. Yeah. That 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 was a very forced moment. I, I always thought that. I thought it was weird. Oh, it definitely was. It, I cringed a little bit at the writing <laughs> this time through, although I do love that line. Blood, breath, or urine. No thanks, <laughs> thanks I'm, I'm full. full. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck, I wrote that down too. That makes me happy. Ever since the first time I saw it, I loved that line. <laughs> After that, he ends up in court defending himself self against that same lawyer frank huddy is his name they're like he's like yeah we're not going to pursue a plea bargain or anything he's like you got to go for the w right gordo he's kind of throwing it back at him which is fun because gordon deserves and the it judge he's a is fucking eager eager to convict him i would have moved for a mistrial personally <laughs> that, is, that is true they're not it's not like it's well it's minnesota minneapolis i think is where they're at so i don't know it's not a small town yeah i don't think they ever say what what the town is on the bus at the end it says duluth but i think it's going to duluth yeah but that I was the impression know. i got but anyways ducksworth says he's going to have to plead guilty because he's not going to drag the firm's good name through the mud and all that shit but then he gets sentenced to community service oh okay. and, and his license gets suspended i have to i have to <laughs> I have to do a little shit in here. He gets sentenced to 500 hours of community service. And yet before they're at the playoffs, he's told his community services up. How many fucking practices were they doing? That is a good point. 500 hours of community service. And it, it, you know, the season is how long? Two months tops. Yeah. It's, it's never really. Yeah. I guess 
he's a rich white guy. Or the writers just, so, you know, fuck that up entirely. It's best just to pretend like that makes sense and move on. I mean, they could have just made it 50 hours of community service. He does get a driver. Like, uh, Ducksworth really says, like, you're gonna you're gonna plead guilty. You know, your, your license is gonna get suspended. You'll get community service. But I'm keeping you on salary because you just need to learn a few things. And I'm gonna give you a driver and all that shit. And he does. And this driver... <laughs> This driver, it's like, I used to be a bus driver for Grand Funk Railroad. I don't have any regrets, except the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> except the 80s. The 80s were only over for like two fucking years. What? I don't know if you remember this. You might have been too young, but uh, everybody who went through the 80s and came out the other side fucking hated <laughs> the 80s for a while. Yeah, that is weird. And in the 90s, the 70s were the big thing. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until it wasn't until the late 90s, early 2000s that the 80s came around again. In fact, I remember... I remember when uh when the wedding singer came out and people were like who the fuck is nostalgic for the 80s <laughs> that was only 1998 nowadays too, everybody's yeah. nostalgic for the 80s and i can't technically be nostalgic for the 80s because i was only in it for three years i wasn't you don't have to have to... been there to be nostalgic for it these days haven't you noticed yeah no shit i'm like i like to experience those things i'm nostalgic for shit that i actually like experienced in the early 90s back when life still made fucking sense because all i had to do is go to school and watch cartoons I'm nostalgic for some of that shit, too. I miss it, man. Now we're getting to the plot of the movie, like the actual plot, like shit starts happening now. Sort of. All right. Uh, Let's he get, kick it into high gear. He gets to coach a shitty hockey team, and they're called District 5 because the town is drawn up into districts for this kind of thing, I guess. I don't really know how it works because it's never really explained that well. I assume it's a thing in bigger towns. Do we have that kind and of shit here? Th the impression that I get is that this is the district that includes the hood because they have no funding, clearly, even though the father says, this is what I give up my overtime check for. Like, you're paying your overtime check, and they're still dressed in fucking national inquirer and off-brand rags from the goodwill jesus oh you know what before we actually before we actually get to the get to the hockey part we do get to meet four of the people that are going to four of the kids that are gonna be on the hockey team i forgot about that part oh we, that's right yeah uh, we meet charlie carp averman and peter i don't remember any of their names except charlie but i will take your word for it i do i do know uh, carp that he's the other fat kid uh who's not quite as fat as Goldberg so he doesn't get made fun of for being fat yeah but he's the star of heavy heavyweights so he's quote unquote oh. a fat kid but look him up now he is a sexy motherfucker he's got abs and shit it's ridiculous and they're making a dog poop in a purse well they're making a dog poop on the ground and they're gonna put it in the purse <laughs> my son was watching it with me when uh, I was re-watching today he was like what a bunch of shitty little kids <laughs> literally <laughs> it's true ah shenanigans this is what happened before the internet so this is also what happened in the early days of youtube i don't know if you remember but there was a lot of this kind of shit yeah i did not watch youtube back then uh but yeah i can imagine it was all pranks and people just being annoying now it's mostly pranks and people being annoying but you can dig deep and find some good stuff every once in a while it's all shitty staged pranks or people treating like the lowest paid workers like garbage it's like ah fuck that yeah i don't need either of those i'm like just give me a just give me a good dumb fucking movie review and i'm happy so 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 lay out the prank for us i'm sorry i so <laughs> I went and gave my commentary before you elucidated. Well, it was it was good commentary. They are shitty kids. <laughs> so they they're making a dog poop 
and they're going to put it in a purse and they're gonna make a little little dollar bill hang out of it and they're expecting some adult to come by and pick it up so now my issue with this is that maybe that person's picking it up because they're a nice person we're led to believe that everybody in the world is just kind of shitty pretty much yeah. aside from like a couple adults most of the adults yeah. but you know there's a few of them who are okay so a guy does end up driving by picks it up and then they're like oh ha, ha, he took it ha 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 it's funny and then he stops the car all four of them are standing on the fucking sidewalk like staring at this guy and he stops and they're like oh shit he saw us I'm like yeah you think you're literally standing right there laughing at him okay i had the most <laughs> horrific thought during this section as i was re-watching it this time and i'm gonna tell you what it was yes tell me but you I'm can excited. feel free to cut it out if it's too much it right. turns out he's not even mad about the shit in the purse in reality he's just a coprophiliac pedophile who <laughs> saw the shit in the bag and became uncontrollably horny then he saw these four boys standing down the road and ran them down because he goes after them with a fury man <laughs> so is he like ashamed or is he is he trying no to, he's trying going to after them to uh to have his way with them ew <laughs> kids movies didn't tackle that kind of stuff back in the day unless it, unless like it was I an said, after school you special or something. cut that shit out i just <laughs> i just had the thought while i was watching it <laughs> But this motherfucker, like, chases these kids down. I'm like, it's really not that serious. If that happened in real life, I'm pretty sure all the dude would do is like, you little bastards, ah, and then drive away. Yeah, seriously, like, talk about overreacting. <laughs> Holy fuck. But you need at least one nut shot in a movie like this. And we get it. We get we get the one nut shot. I think it's the only one in the movie. That's actually the filmmakers exercising a lot of restraint for a 90s kids movie. Yeah, this movie takes itself pretty seriously for the most part, so it's kind of, which, which is good. The it, tonally it's a little weird but those 90s kids movies man they loved the nut shot yeah it ha has to happen at least once in every 90s kids movie so now we get to the part where the whole team is fucking together and gordon shows up with his dumb fucking a limo driver guy with a giant mustache and he's real weird and then i just think of him as the uh the pilot from con air <laughs> is that what is that what he is is that who he is oh yes oh, yeah nice. he was the he was the prisoner who took over and flew the plane in con air gordon does say something here that uh that i feel in my bones really he's like he's like i can't believe he's making me coach hockey and kids i hate kids kids are barely human i'm like I know. <laughs> oh yeah i agree <laughs> felt it in my bones as you said yep i i do agree so we get we meet a couple more of them now now we're now we're on goldberg the whole team is like shooting pucks at goldberg right now and he's just like ow that hurts ow ow he's the goalie by the way <laughs> he's like ow ow why are you guys doing that <laughs> then charlie's like you're the goalie it's supposed to hit you <laughs> yeah you know we all kind of laughed at goldberg back in the day watching this movie but, but it's so think sad. about it now this is a kid who is literally like gordon isn't exaggerating later on in the movie no. when he says you get in front of the net with old issues of the inquirer taped to your shins he literally has that yep yeah we liked we all laughed at goldberg but you know what goldberg was in real pain <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever been hit by a hockey puck? Fuck me. Those things are not light. Let me. No, they are not. 
<laughs> Gordon makes the driver go out on the ice, though. So I'm like, that's dangerous. This is Minnesota, but, dude. But exactly, Minnesota exactly. In, in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, it's dangerous. But then he says it later. He's like, I I grew up on the ice. I know when it's safe to drive on. But <laughs> but but the mother's reaction to that is entirely justified because you know I was actually thinking about that again when I was watching it this time. That is actually a pretty well written scene because that really is the difference between uh, a male adult and uh, a mother specifically a mother not necessarily a, a female but specifically a mother and and a and a guy is the guy knows like 99% there's a 99% chance everything's going to be fine but there is that 1% chance a guy looks at those odds and he goes oh those are great odds yeah I'll take that no problem a mother looks at that and goes 1% are you kidding me never risk those odds yeah yeah he's like I just know and she's like when it comes to my son I just know doesn't cut it yeah yeah that that rang really true the son of a single mother yeah that rang very true very very so oh we also get a fart joke yes, but we, we but we also before that we get oh we have to mention that he's talking to the kids right and they think he's a drug dealer and jesse of course the kid from the people under the stairs fool fool yeah i just watched that <laughs> last weekend with a, with my youngest he's like this is a drug-free zone you understand I'm, I'm feeling generous today so i'm gonna let you get your sorry vanilla booty out of here before we start using your eyeballs as hockey pucks and i'm like he watched you play for like five minutes he knows you guys can't play hockey so what are you doing <laughs> true but he, he has the roster and of course and then he's like so what's your old coach have you do and peter's like he just yelled a lot and he like fakes him having a heart that's attack. how he hurt his arm that's how he hurt his arm you little bastards ah he's like heart attack great <laughs> and my kids are like what happened to his arm i don't get it uh, yeah i had to explain that one to my little brothers when when we were kids and he also he's like so so here's here here's here's what this is about i hate hockey and i don't like kids fair enough hey shooting straight with him and then he's like some of you might enjoy this experience one of you might even write a book about it in jail <laughs> because he's a real nice guy and then, yeah uh, seriously he's like get out there show me what you can do averman walks up to him and goes just so you know we really suck and he's like i'll decide who sucks around here and two seconds later he's like they really suck <laughs> and they do he's not wrong and now kids take over the limo and we kind of covered that shit a little bit you know goldberg farts charlie's mom ruins their fun justifiably so fucking moms and dude. she walks right by the driver assaulting a small child by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because that kind of shit was completely acceptable. He's just, he's hanging Peter upside down by his leg because Peter stole candy, I think. He's like, drop it, drop all of it. Oh. <laughs> I will say, again, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, uh, story checks out. Like, if, yeah. if somebody if somebody was, like, grabbing you and yelling at you, there was sort of an assumption you must have fucked up somehow. Right? It's not like, hey, you want to ease up a little bit on that poor child and, like, talk to him nope. instead of fucking maybe nope. killing him? <laughs> Even though Peter Peter is the fucking mouthy one, so <laughs> he's such a little shit. Well, not not even just him, Jesse too. Jesse's kind of a pain in the ass. But like, which one was Jesse? Was Jesse. he the bespectacled one? No, or? Jesse is fool. I guess I'm gonna have to call him fool now. Oh, oh, okay. And yes, right. I know all their fucking names because I am a huge nerd. You know what? Speaking of the bespectacled one, I only <laughs> realized this time that he was doing a Rob Schneider impression. He was doing Rob <laughs> Schneider's character from Saturday Night Live. Oh, the I, Jester, isn't the new guy, that thing? Yeah, <laughs> like I used to do that with my brothers and sisters, you know, but I did it because of the kid from Mighty Ducks, not because of Rob Schneider. I had never seen Rob Same. Schneider do that character on Same. SNL. Same, that's really funny. That's, <laughs> well, and you said that and I'm like, wait, Rob Schneider, like at this point, he'd only been in like Surf Ninjas. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, it was his, uh, yeah, that SNL character 
character, the uh, you know the guy who sits in the office and people go up to the copy machine. Oh shit! Like, yeah, I totally forgot he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, because now uh, he's that's just probably known. because most of it wasn't terribly memorable. Yeah, well, now he's just making you know known for making some of the fucking worst movies ever. <laughs> and it's bad when you're Adam Sandler light, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, on the bright side, man, Schneider's got lifetime employment. Well, that's true. And it's annoying that these guys, Adam Sandler uh, is, is at the top of the list for these guys. Like, even Rob Schneider can act, though. He's not a bad actor. I don't know if I've ever seen Rob Schneider actually act. You know, you know the weird thing is he's really funny in Surf Ninjas, in my opinion. Like, he's being an, an annoying teenager, even though he's like 30. And it works for me. <laughs> Seriously, he plays a teenager in that? Yes. In 1991. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is he playing a teenager or just acting like a teenager? No, he's he's a teenager. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's some interesting a, stuff. That's one way to go with it, I oh, guess. Oh, that is definitely a movie that we will get to because I, I fuck it. <laughs> to this day, I love that movie so much. Yeah, I know that and one's just... coming around eventually. I can't keep dodging it forever. It's it's weirdly good. I don't know. I don't understand it. Like, the script is really funny. I don't, under, I don't know why. I don't know who wrote it i can't even remember well we'll fuck that pig when we come to it yeah all right let's get to the first game all right let's so. get to the first game <laughs> i do like the one where um who is it is it fool who asks him uh oh no it's charlie who asks him if he's gonna be at the game <laughs> yeah yep. it's like yes by order of the state of minnesota i'll be at the game he makes some kind of comment too he's uh he's at the game and he's like oh shit my first game and it has to be against the hawks and he sees that little yellow banner that means in 73 they got second place oh no which is nice because it anchors that memory in time yeah. so everything is immediately anchored in a in a year you know well yeah and that's that's why this is like parts of this are pretty well written like the main bulk of it there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense but i think the main story flows real well the key to it is that everything's so fun you know and everybody's so charming i mean you got you got emilio at the top of his game and all the kids are pretty well i mean they did a pretty damn good job of picking those kids yeah none of them of, are, uh, none of them are like super annoying they're all kind of funny like they're kid annoying but they're not you know yeah i i mean they're kids so they're going to have a certain level of annoyance but for the 90s youth disney sports movies i know i screwed up the order on that but for (laughs) that genre this and the sandlot are kind of like you know right there at the top yeah yeah, i don't even know if the sandlot was disney but it's it's not i don't know who it is it might be fox so it might be disney now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like of those 90s youth sports movies those are kind of the two best I cannot disagree there at all. So we we do have a little confrontation between Bombay and Riley. Riley being his his old coach, and he's like, "Hey, you came came to see your old coach?" Fucking, you know. He's like, "Nope, I'm coaching District Five. And he's like, "What? You got a kid on the team or something?" Because he knows they suck. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm here because I have to be of service to the community." <laughs> Oh man, and this guy is just fucking loving it. Boy, they cast him perfectly. He is, oh, he is just such a, a prick. king douche from frame one. That guy's still alive, and I think he looks the same. It's real weird. I'm sure he's not in real life. I'm sure in real life he's probably a you know nice guy for a rapist. But yeah, in this movie, boy, they really mm, yeah he was. He's a he's a good first nemesis for them. It it only gets <laughs> it only gets better. Like the second movie, I think is way better than this one. Is that the one that takes place? That's them versus Iceland. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that one, that one is definitely the the peak. And then the third one, they're out of school and it's kind of dumb, but it's still fun, so it's okay. Which is the one where Stellan Skarsgård plays the plays their coach? It's not Stellan Skarsgård. 
<laughs> but that's the second it's one. It's not? I thought it was him. It's Karsten Norgard, so, you know. Wow, I was completely wrong. Well, that guy's a pretty good actor, though. He shows up in, like, Man in the High Castle and shit. So Goldberg does show up in the second movie. I was asking yeah. because he's he opens with that thing about he's moving back to <laughs> Philly. Yeah, and he never fucking does. He's in all three movies. <laughs> so he was just talking shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why they fucking put that in there. Or maybe he's just a kid. <laughs> kid just talking shit, or maybe the script writers just left that line in there and forgot and then the movie was over and they're like oh "Oh, shit this movie doesn't feel like an extremely well polished script but it's fun enough that you let it get away with it i've never had like issues with it really like you're pointing out some stuff i'm like oh fuck yeah you're right so bombay asks who's your hot shot player this year this will be this will come and come become important later like oh yes it will he's Mm -hmm. like it's this kid named adam banks he's not quite as good as you were but he wants it more like this guy is just like these weird backhanded compliments that was like kind of a compliment but also fuck you it was a total dig yeah like fuck this guy he's just he's just a king asshole now we get to the actual game the game does not go well i said of course not (laughs) oh you don't say so they do this really weird thing on the face off it's one one of the guys on the hawks and then three of the three of the district five kids come up and they're on the line and it's jesse fool and his brother terry so the two black kids and there's one white kid gee in the middle and the guy on the hawks goes look it's the oreo line yeah like did they just have to throw that i think they just threw that in there to show what a douchebag that guy was because that's the guy who uh that's the guy who (laughs) is that is that the psycho yeah it's it's the psycho kid who 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 does he um who does he kneecap later in the thing or adam later but then i think he also like that that figure skating girl he he intentionally knocks her out knocks her yeah and then um and then the the big kid comes in and (laughs) yes plays him out oh i did write the oreo line that was racist yeah <laughs> but I mean, you know, at least we can say that, uh, you know, it was the clear cut biggest douchebag on the team who said it. Yeah. And I like I like that they kind of reclaim it later on in the movie. Oh, do they? Yeah. There, there's a when they start like when they become the ducks and shit starts going well, like even Jesse, like he scored. He he scores the first goal for the team, by the way, Jesse does. And he like goes the Oreo line because they all kind of did it together. Those three. <laughs> Yeah, so they they reclaim it. I did not remember that at all. And then Averman's doing the swing, batter, batter, swing, batter, batter thing. And then (laughs) Bombay's like, hey, hey, hey. hockey there's no batter and he's like he waits for a second it's it's like a beat and you can you can see his little little kid brain ticking he's like save go 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 it's i was watching when i was watching it with my son he just kind of looks at me and he's like why do they do that (laughs) you know in baseball specific like why do they do that and i started thinking about it and i was like well thinking back to my own experience you know (laughs) the reason they told us to do it was to distract the batter (laughs) well yeah but has there ever been a batter in history that was distracted by that (laughs) So like I, I basically I just said to him I was like I think it's just tradition at this point. Yeah, it's it's like singing that dumb fucking Cracker Jack song. Yeah, seriously. Overall, uh, who cares about baseball? But you know. <laughs> oh oh, I very much agree with you there. My kids like it kind of just just the go ex- just go into the games and stuff. They enjoy that kind of thing. The full extent of my interest in baseball begins and ends with the Sandlot. I was that's say, it. Yeah. That's the only reason I give shit one about baseball. The Sandlot, Angels in the Outfield. Which nope, is a, don't care about Angels in the Outfield. Cr- don't care about rookie of the year either oh those movies are way crappier than the sandlot but i don't like rookie of the year that much but angels in the outfield i grew up with pretty pretty heavily even though i, even I in, understand in jesus you know freaky, i mean you got yeah. christopher lloyd 
in it, so you're going to have those Back to the Future feels, but no, I'm sorry. Did not care about that movie at all. And Danny Glover, <laughs> and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, who's the boss? What the oh my his name? God, that's right. JGL was in that, wasn't yep. he? What's that motherfucker's name? Tony Danza's in there? Yep, Tony Danza. Matthew McConaughey is in that fucking movie, okay? Is is McConaughey the dad, or is Dermot Mulrooney the dad? Dermot Mulrooney, I think, is the dad. It, it's not McConaughey. McConaughey has a little bit part <laughs> as a baseball player on on the angels and, oh okay and uh what's that fucking dude's name that character actor whose name i can never remember but he's he's got red hair he played m bison in that crappy street fighter movie not the crappy Raul julia not the crappy good street fighter movie but the crappy crappy street fighter movie oh i have no idea the legend i've of only Chung seen Lee. one street fighter movie you didn't see the legend of chung lee that is shitless material i did not neil mcdonough <laughs> that yeah, bad huh neil, neil mcdonough that guy okay yeah I have no idea who you're talking about. He's in Timeline and Captain America and Minority Report. He's a character actor. You, you'll you know him. He's one of those guys you'll know when you see him. All right, I'm looking him up. Is it M-A-C or M-C? M-C. All right, yeah, he was the first choice. Oh, him. Yeah, him, exactly. He's in exactly. that? Exactly, yep. Oh, he played M. Bison. Yeah, not well. Oh, yeah. Played him with a weird Irish accent or some shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The only movie he's in that I really love, and I love him in, is uh, Ravenous. I still have to watch that fucking movie. A bunch of articles have been popping up about it. Must be like a 10th anniversary or something. Really? Yeah. I've, I've uh, no, it would be uh, it would be 20th. Oh, 20? Okay. Well, then maybe it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that came out in 01. We're, do- we're doing that thing again. Gotta oh, God. We gotta bring it back home. Get okay, back yeah, on we're track. still okay. in the middle of the first game. We are still in the middle of the first game, so hum better, better, goalie, goalie, whatever. Gordon is very mean, because Charlie, well, Charlie gets, gets like a breakaway right he's like <laughs> and he's like go charlie and then carp looks at him and goes that's spazway that's a, that's their nickname for him that's <laughs> that's spazway he'll screw it up and of course yeah he does he like takes a swing it is a big swing and he misses and then charlie comes back in the thing he's like good going charlie keep swinging maybe you'll give him a cold <laughs> He really tried to happy Gilmore that thing, didn't uh, he? Yeah, a little bit. And then at the end of the game, we we see the Hawks and their new or their their motto: "It's not worth winning if you can't win big." Ish. Like, wow, that is some. Uh, what, what's the name of that coach? You know, the coach who uh, winning isn't everything; it's the only thing. <laughs> oh, oh, I have no idea who said that, but that's fucked up. It was a football coach. I don't remember which one. Famous one, but I can't remember which. Right after that, Gordon berates the children like badly. Yeah, uh, he's he's. <laughs> He's not exactly friendly about the whole thing. No. He's like, why the hell don't you just listen to me? And then, of course, Jesse goes, why the hell should we? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fair point. He hasn't really earned their respect at this point, so. No. Then we see Hans in the rafters, and he's played by Joss Ackland, who was apparently still alive. This motherfucker, born in 1928, dude, still kicking. I was going to say, because he looks like he's uh, about 70 or something back in 92. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, and he, j- he just kind of, he just sees Hans, and, and nothing Hans really comes of it. Dis- disappointed Hans looks very disappointed and then we cut to more preteen shenanigans with playboys in a box in an alley they're not playboys they're sports illustrated swimsuit issues you know for a fact in the first draft they were playboys oh they were yeah they were definitely playboys i didn't look too hard this time around that is sports illustrated though like hey look this one's from this one's from minnesota uh look gee it's your mom which one's gee gee is the blonde kid who doesn't really get much play in this movie oh is he the is he the one who's uh he's always what's her name connie's boyfriend yes yes okay okay so it's it's spelled guy but it's pronounced gee so he must be french canadian huh gee germain is his name yeah he's got to be a he's got to be a canadian trans plant why do i know that (laughs) 
Why do I know their names? I know because you've paid names. way too much attention to this movie. That's over, why over the last twenty years, yeah, thirty years. Wait, fucking nineteen ninety two, twenty. Oh my god, yeah, it's twenty nine uh, years. It's been thirty. Well, twenty nine years. Holy shit, it really has. Um, okay, <laughs> so of course the Hawks show up. Three of them specifically. I know one of their names. Well, two of them technically, but the bat, the the psycho. His name is McGill, which is a fucking cool name. Not really. And then the middle one, <laughs> who's always kind of just adjacent to McGill. And then Adam Banks, who will become a duck later on. You know, they're giving him shit. Does your mommy know you have that? All that shit. But then Fulton comes and saves the day because he's a giant teenage kid. Like a guardian angel. (laughs) Yeah. How old is Fulton supposed to be? Is he supposed to be like, you know, like kind of stupid so he got held back a bunch of years? Or is he just one of those kids who hit his growth spurt way early and is just huge compared to everybody else? Judging by that scene later in the movie when they all quack at the principal, I'm thinking that they're supposed to all be the same age yeah because then you've got the kid from he's from pete and pete right yeah danny tamborelli yep <laughs> who looks like he's about four years old in this movie <laughs> he looks really little but i mean i know yeah. he's just kind of a tiny guy but but him and his sister there's no way they're twins like <laughs> No. Well, I mean, I guess they could be fraternal, but... That really fucking fraternal, like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I actually described one of my ex-girlfriends like that. There's this there's this wrestler named Madison Rain, who she kind of resembled, but she, like, I always said it was, I always said it was like twins. She was the Danny DeVito to, to Madison <laughs> Rain's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll bet she fucking loved that. I, never, I don't think I ever told her that. It was after the breakup, so it was, you know... But it was also true. Oh, okay. It's also true. Every, well, that's every fair game, then. No grudges now, but... But now, now it's funny. And I just like, I'm dumb. Why the fuck did I stick with that bullshit for so long? Yeah, it is funny. This, the bullshit you'll stick with just, uh, for just to booty. not be lonely. Oh, oh, to not be lonely, right? <laughs> I missed what you said. I said for the booty. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I gotta say, um, I do miss the booty. <laughs> well, you're not getting any here because they're little kids, you freak. Jesus, you had to go there with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They're all older than me now, so it's, you know, it's not weird. They are. They're about your age, actually. Um, Gordon teaches the kids to Uh, take Actually, uh, I'm pretty sure Joshua Jackson is like four years older than me. He's born in 75, isn't he? 78, so yeah. Oh, 78. Okay, I must have been thinking of someone else. Okay. Still older than me. So Gordon does teach the kids how to take dives now. Like, he he wants them to win at any cost, and and (laughs) cheating is the way to go. He calls Goldberg cream cheese boy, because that's nice. That this was kind of a funny low point for the team. I, I I gotta say, especially as a kid, I thought that was a hilarious take for him to just be like, "All right, the the chant at the end. What was it? Take uh, the fall, uh, act hurt, get indignant." There you go. Thank you. I thought that was hilarious. That's so fucked up. I don't think it's as funny now as I did then, but it is still funny. No, it's it's real messed up. Yeah. No, I think the league would definitely be getting a call. And now, so we cut to the next game and we see the kids they're taking dives and they're taking some fucking dives even goldberg who who's like (laughs) (laughs) the team is the the guys are like coming at him and he's like he just jumps and fucking falls on his face (laughs) and gordon's like goldberg you don't take a dive when they're shooting at you (laughs) that's pretty good one he's like well i guess you didn't explain that very well did you 
And then they do get called out. The The ref comes up and goes, cut the acting class. One more dive and I'm forfeiting to the, what, what was the it, the Jets. Jays? The Jets, I think. Jets. That was it. I knew it started with a J. And then we do we do hit a big, this is, this is a this is a big serious moment here. So Charlie gets fucking up against, gets fucking checked up against the wall and like the guy's really huge. And hockey's a fucking brutal sport. My kids were like, wait, can you just do that? I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> You're not like actively trying to like injure them and stuff, but you can knock them down. That's the thing that always confused me about hockey because there are rules about fighting and, you know, excessive roughness and stuff like that, but they seem very lax. Yeah, it kind of depends. Like if it's intent to injure and not just like, hey, get out of my way if you fall, oops. Yeah, I, I, that always put me off to hockey in terms of ever even considering <laughs> wanting to play it. Oh, I wanted <laughs> to play after this movie. No, not me. Not me. No, I was a I was a doughboy from the from the womb. <laughs> so was I. That's why you get a, you you be the goalie and you don't even have to do anything if you t- if the team is good. <laughs> no, because I absolutely was the kid who would have had to have been strapped to the goalposts <laughs> and and just been pelted with hockey pucks before it would ever occur to me. Yeah, we'll that get I there. Could take that hit. <laughs> so yeah, Charlie gets checked into the boards and Gordon brings him over and says, "Hey man, next time he does that, just next time you get like caught up like that, he's huge. He's twice your size. You're not getting away." From from him so grab your eye like it's cut and charlie's like yeah you motherfucker so it does happen again and then of course charlie does not listen and he kicks the puck out and then you know everybody's fucked and nobody the other team wins and like he's demanding respect but he's still not earned it right he's doing that look at me when i'm talking to you thing which i hate yeah. you are not his dad you have not done anything to fucking like ugh, you, you just you're just a cocky shithead you know i i do count this as one of the positive influence moments of this movie in my life personally not necessarily this scene specifically but later on when Gordon shows up at Charlie's house and apologizes to him I count that as one of the one of the positive influence moments in cinema in my youthful development yep that is one of the hardest things to do ever yes it is and I have had to do it (laughs) yeah especially like like why am I apologizing to a kid it's like because they're people and you should show some fucking respect even to them (laughs) especially your kids fuck I also credit my dad for driving that one home because uh, he did his fair share of fucking up but he also did his fair share of owning it and uh and apologizing for it yeah right i'm i'm kind of a prick sometimes but i always try try really hard to get to that point where i'm like i'm sorry we were both kind of wrong let's hug and be friends again except you're not friends with your kids don't be friends with your kids fuck those kids (laughs) no no definitely definitely learn where that line is five percent friend 95 percent fucking badass parent and then you know when they're teenagers 100 percent parent because teenagers are the fucking worst (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I wouldn't be laughing if it wasn't so goddamn true. (laughs) My poor kids. So Gordon is feeling defeated and he's sad and he knows that Hans is disappointed in him because I think he sees him again. Does he see him again? I don't know. But either way, he goes to Hans's store. Well, this is. Yeah. No, he doesn't see him again, but he does go to the store. And all I have to say is how much fucking business is Hans doing? Because his store is the size of a castle. Does it not look like Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory? Seriously, that thing is huge. Seriously. Oh, it's ridiculous this is the walmart of hockey supply stores yeah it does not look well what is back there like where where's the rest of the building because when you go inside it doesn't look that big yeah seriously i think they just did it because i mean obviously they just did it because it looked good but like that was my thought this time was that is a huge fucking building hans must hans's rent must be through the roof i know no shit he goes in there he he sneaks in the back door not really sneaks he just kind of comes in the back door and hans is like oh i know it's you b 
because, you know, Hans is a creepy old man. Not really. Not really. Hans, <laughs> Hans is a very sweet old man, and we like Hans a lot. Gordon's like, how'd you know it was me? He's like, you're the only fucking person that comes in here this late at night, even though it hasn't happened in years. I thought this line was pretty funny, though. He's like, he used to come Decades. In here. It hasn't happened in decades. decades. Yes. He's like sharpening skates, and Hans is like, he used to come here and just spend hours watching me do this. He's, and he shows him a skate, and he's like, is this too sharp? And then he brushes his finger on the blade, and he's like, ah, pretending like he cut himself. And then <laughs> Gordon's like, you're morbid, Hans. And he's like, I know, I'm Scandinavian. And then he, he kind of cackles to himself. Because <laughs> he's really fucking funny. Oh, man. And then we learn oh, a little boy. bit about his about Gordon's dad, because uh, Hans has a picture like a, a newspaper clipping of that of the day that Gordon essentially lost the fucking lost the championship for the Hawks, which you know that sucks. <laughs> that is kind of a dick move to keep that up behind the cash register. Like, wow, you but, couldn't have kept yeah. one of his wins up there. Come on, he Hans. has a fair reason for it though. He's like, you know, you should always remember the past, and I'm like, fair enough. We learn that his that's when his dad died, and then Hans is like, you know, the two aren't related, and that's it's fine. <laughs> He says, he looks at the picture of him losing the big game and says, that was the worst moment of my life. That was the worst year of my life, he says. I don't think he says that. He he said it was the, he said it was the, that was the worst year of my life. That was the same year my dad died. Okay, maybe I'm mistaken then, but because, yeah, that actually came up when me and my son were watching it together this time. Because I thought he said, and and I maintain, I may be right about this, that he said this was the worst moment of my life because I thought it was hilarious because his dad had died the year before too lazy to fact check that so yeah you might be right i don't even fucking remember at this point i don't know i don't know i might have just been hearing what i wanted to hear because i had the thought and it was fucked up and that entertains me gordon asks hans is like so why didn't you say hi when you were at the when you came to the game and he's like you were you were yelling at the children i didn't want to spoil the moment because i don't talk to fucking losers that's why (laughs) this is a thing that kind of is said it at least once in all three of the movies he says teach them to fly which is kind of fun and they weren't even the ducks yet so whatever so that technically doesn't really make any sense yet my son was like if he if he just liked to fly on the ice why didn't he take up figure skating (laughs) oh yeah i guess hans does make us make a comment about you used to fly on that ice or whatever so gordon does get back on the ice for the first time in probably years because hans gives him a pair of ice skates and he's like nine and a half he's like nine like wear thick socks gordon which i understand what that means it's like you know adjust figure it out you know that does raise the question uh and i mentioned this to my son too why does gordon have such small lady feet no does hans just give gordon the skates because he says i know it's why you came like to buy a pair of skates right so does he sell gordon the skates or does he give gordon the skates if he gives them to him that's fine but a nice pair of skates is not a cheap gift but he's but doing if he well sells remember? them to him he should give him his fucking size i think he gave him to him he gave him the wrong size to prove a point because he's like he's miyagi and the shit out of this guy right now <laughs> I guess that's true. He is sort of a Scandinavian Miyagi. (laughs) Yes. I'd make a joke about that, but I'm not that fucking funny. So we're going to move on. Gordon goes to Charlie's house. (laughs) This is where he goes to apologize. And he knocks on the door. The mom opens it. And she's like, I don't want to see you. Get the fuck out of here. Charlie doesn't want to hang out with you. He doesn't want to be on the team. And he's like, but I'm here to apologize. And she's like, well, you should. Like, God, she has attitude and she's kind of hot. And I like it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. No, she she's she's this is another very well written scene because uh yeah all of that shit totally checks out yeah she's she's mama bearing it a little bit mm-hmm, big but time then, but then she's also like forgiving which is nice because he's apologizing yeah. to charlie he no. apologizes and charlie immediately goes you want to stay for dinner and she's like charlie what the fuck <laughs> and then gordon's like no no yeah I that can't. was <laughs> 
good. That was jumping the gun a little bit there, huh, Charlie? He wants a dad really, really bad. Apparently. Holy shit. So now, after that apology scene, and it's, it's, it's pretty cute. It's a good moment. We like it. He goes to ask Ducksworth for money for equipment. He asks for... Okay, so this guy is a rich-ass lawyer guy with a giant building. His name is first on that fucking building, right? Ducksworth, saver and gross or whatever. Uh-huh. And Gordon says, I need $15,000. That guy makes that in an hour, and he's like, no. He had to be convinced. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Well, and, and I mentioned this to my son too. In fairness, this is 1992, so he basically asked him for thirty thousand well, dollars, not true, fifteen. But still, well, I do like that he's like, I'm learning about fair play and all that junk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a good line. He does agree to give him the money because he's like, I'll get you your own jersey. <laughs> well, I'm sold then. And then this and then we get super 90s for a minute. This is the only part that I think really, really dates the movie as really, really, really dates the movie. Seriously, this is the part you're going to complain about? You, of all people. <laughs> it's a Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes no the marky mark definitely dates the movie but more like, so than anything shit, else you love a gear up scene more than anyone i've ever met i didn't say i didn't like it i just said it <laughs> <laughs> like for the most part the movie is not not like completely timeless but like it's it, like it doesn't matter that it's 1992 but right here wow it I fucking am, matters i am shocked i was convinced this was it, it if any part of this movie was going to make you gush, it would be this. And I stand corrected, sir. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's not. We're not quite there yet. I do like this scene because it is pretty funny and good. <laughs> good vibrations. That's just a fucking the fucking music in this movie is terrible, but in a good way, honestly. And then we hear a few conspiracy theories about Fulton. Fulton is the big scary guy, by the way, if you if you've forgotten how he can't play hockey because a bunch of colleges are paying for him not to because they want him to play football or some shit. And I'm like, he's like 12. Yeah. <laughs> And then Peter sees that Gordon was a hawk. So that starts a string of events that don't really matter. Oh my God. And then before they even really develop chemistry between the people that are already involved in the team, they go and recruit two more people. And it's Tammy and Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that seems a little silly now in retrospect. Like, what, did they need to pad some runtime or something like that? Or was this an attempt to get girls into the movie? There was only like, one girl on the team, what, what, so... And they they, yeah, ma they maintain know. that ratio now for all three movies. There's always two girls, different girls, <laughs> but you know, Tammy doesn't come back. Actually, most of the fucking kids don't come back. It's real weird. Well, I, if I recall correctly, Gee and Connie come back. Yeah, they're in all and... three. Charlie is there. Jesse is in the second one, but he's not in the third one. Oh, he's not. No, no. Adam, oh, Adam Banks. See, I would I would have guessed if anybody other than Charlie was a mainstay of the series, I would have guessed Jesse. You'd think so, right? That he he kind of yeah but i always wondered why he wasn't in the third one i'm like what did he just not feel like leaving the quote-unquote hood because he makes that joke a couple times in the first movie to go to the prep school <laughs> he's not even mentioned like the, when the characters leave they're they're never mentioned again i don't think i ever saw part three jesse has a brother right his that that terry kid and he is not fucking mentioned once in the second movie he is not there <laughs> They just skip right over it. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy and Tommy are not there. Carp is not there. Peter's not there. It, it's 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 kind of weird that all these kids just disappear. And I don't fucking know where they went. Um, they, uh, they they didn't make it past contract negotiations. That's maybe. I don't know. I wonder if there's anything about that. We should try to get some of these guys on the show. I'm curious now. Hey, Mighty Ducks people. So they go back to basics there. It, it, here's a training montage for you. It's a kind of a montage. It's they do the soft yeah. hands exercise with the eggs and stuff and there's just egg shit everywhere that was a good that was a good montage moment i thought that was uh that is definitely 
definitely one that has stuck in my memory for years and years now. You don't stop the pass, you accept it. So, concentration, not strength, that thing. Yeah, that whole thing, specifically the egg as a visual. Yeah, very strong. I got to say that goes down in uh, in sports montages as one of the all-time best. And then they ruin it by tying Goldberg to the net and forgetting about him. <laughs> Do they ruin it? Like how long? How long was he tied to the net? Because like they they start the skating thing and then they tie him to the net. Well, after the eggs, <laughs> after the eggs, they tie him to the net and then it cuts to another bit of them skating through the cones and then they all leave and then Goldberg is still tied to the net. You see, I I see this whole montage as not being linear. It's not done in a linear fashion. They cut back and forth through time. They should not throughout do that. This whole it's thing. fucking weird. I think they end with tying Goldberg. <laughs> to the net but you know they they cut to it for comedic effect well no it actually it actually goes right from them doing the skating thing through the cones to them leaving like it's it's all one i don't think it's one shot but it is actually like they go from the cones and then leave and then goldberg's still just sitting there like, so does it actually show them go from the cones to like lining up and gathering together from I, the cones yes i do believe it does <laughs> Oh, so so Goldberg. I, I I could. I, I guess I'm just misremembering it then. Goldberg's just you know he'd rather have a circumcision. He says I didn't make it all the way through the movie this time. Oh, I yeah. actually uh, checked out the second time right at the gear up scene. So anything after that, I'm not going to be a hundred percent on. All right, well here we go. I got I got some stuff for you. Charlie and Gordon Bond. It's supposed to be cute, I think, after practice because he drives Charlie home and he's about to leave and Charlie goes, hey, coach, what's that? And he does that thing and he bops his nose and then Bombay tackles him and is like, okay, cute, they're wrestling. But then Gordon says something super fucking creepy. He goes, you just entered the tickling zone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was something that only could have existed in a late eight in an 80s or pre-mid-90s movie. Anything after about 1998, and uh, no, you're not going to get away with that. I remember I remember distinctly this time through watching the scene of the mom looking out the window and seeing them down on the ground roughhousing like that, and, <laughs> and she kind of grins to herself thinking, oh yeah, if that had taken place 15 years later, the cops would be on the way. She's like, oh look, it's his new daddy. And yet she's so reluctant when, uh, when Gordon comes on to her. That's because she doesn't want to have to murder him and bury him in the floorboards like his real dad. <laughs> I like this conspiracy theory. Gordon asks Charlie, he's like, what happened to your dad? He's like, I don't know. My mom said my mo- we left him. That's what my mom says, at least. <laughs> Does he phrase it like that? Yeah. Yeah. Some, something like that is like that. I don't really remember. That's what my mom says. Oh my God. You're right. He is in the floorboards of whatever, whatever place they lived at, at the time. <laughs> but after that creepy tickle scene, uh, we re- we're going to recruit Fulton now, which is kind of a fun scene because Gordon's telling the limo driver a joke. I really hate this. Uh, Gordon, you know, ends the joke and he's like, I usually defend heels like you, you scuzzy mole faced rat. Ha ha. And then the driver's like, that was a good one, sir. I hate that so much. So disingenuous yeah. and weird. Uh, and then, out of nowhere the limo window just fucking shatters <laughs> <laughs> that's not the limo that's a van oh is it oh is it the van oh that's right it's the van yeah they're driving the van at that point and now we uh we get our meet cute with fulton yeah it was pretty adorable he's like do it again do that again it's like do you always you know it's like where did you learn to shoot like that he's like i don't i didn't learn i just do it and he's like do it again and he does and he fucking breaks another window <laughs> <laughs> which is funny you can tell you can tell gordon's super rich and knows that they'll just replace all the shit yeah seriously and then he's like hey man so why why don't you play hockey and he's like i can't why like what's stopping you he's like i i, I just can't he's like no why it's like i just can't you moron he calls him it's like i don't know how to skate <laughs> 
You can tell he wanted to say fucking. I don't know how to fucking skate, but they had to edit it for content. Um, and then a movie like this would not be complete without a 90s skating montage in a mall. I was going to say, you cannot have a 90s movie about teenagers and not have rollerblades. Yeah, because the same thing happened in Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, Gotta have it, man. It's literally the same movie, though. So. Basically. They're basically the exact same movie. You know what? I don't. Is there a mall skating scene in Roller Boys? Dude, it's been so long since I saw <laughs> Roller boys. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'll, still looking. For, I'm still waiting for Arrow Video to come out with that special edition. No shit. Obviously, that was all it took to recruit Fulton. He can skate now. And they knock a lady into a, into the water. And Lydia's like, "Did they do that to her? Like, was she really knocked into the water?" I'm like, "Yeah, no. She that that was her job. She's a stunt woman. She got you know she got she gets paid lots of money to get bumped into and fall over and stuff. And she's like, yep. but but that is a legitimate she, profession, or at least it like, used to be. But she's real. And I'm like, yeah, no, she's really there she's like did she get mad when they did that <laughs> like, i'm like no i mean maybe 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 what's his face whoever plays fulton i can't remember his name he's a he's a super popular character actor he's all fucking over the place yeah i like i mean i know his face from the 90s i'm trying to think of what else i've seen him in though uh, he was in the butterfly effect and he was in the daredevil show on oh, that's Netflix. right he was in daredevil yeah he played uh foggy oh Oh, that's right. He was in Idle Hands. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He was in Idle Hands. That's right. I knew I knew him from stuff. I think it's right before a game. They're in a locker room, and it looks like they're in the Cardinals locker room because that's who they're playing right now, who they're going to end up playing here in a minute. Safe bet. And uh, Gordon's giving a speech. He's like, so you ever see, like, ducks fly in a formation? It's like, I think we're the ducks now. And then Peter's like, that's stupid. Oh, no. Carp says, that's stupid. They don't even have any teeth. Then he talks about, you know, birds flying in formation. I'm like, yeah, it is actually pretty cool. I do look at it when I see that kind of stuff. It's kind of fun. And he's got the ducks jersey on and nobody is jumping up so nobody's like hey i'm gonna put on the ducks jersey he's like who who wants to be a duck and everybody's just kind of like no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> so i thought it was a real interesting choice to have fulton be the first one to jump in yeah i kind of expected charlie to be the one to jump in yeah yeah right that's weird like what were they what was the i really want to know what the purpose behind that was yeah i don't know uh maybe just because he's the biggest maybe because he's secretly 30 years old i don't know <laughs> I don't know. It's a good moment, though. He's like, you know, I'll be a duck. And then Charlie's like, yeah, me too. But it's Fulton's like, I'll be a duck. And then Charlie says, yeah, me too. Because, you know. (laughs) I don't know. It was a very strange choice, specifically because Fulton is still kind of an outsider at this point. You know, like he hasn't established himself within the group. Holy shit. He is only a year older than Joshua Jackson. Really? Yeah. I, oh. ju- I had to look just to check it out, but damn. He's a big dude. Yeah. I mean, at for his age. Then after that, everybody kind of comes around. And now we get to our first game as the Ducks. And yeah, it's against the Cardinals and shit. And they're like throwing footballs around, talking to each other. And then the other team is like, what the hell are they doing? What a weird ass team. Because, you know, they're edgy. They're swearing. <laughs> you got to earn. You had to earn a PG rating back then. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> PG rating wasn't considered G like it is nowadays. <laughs> yeah. They're using Fulton as like a a secret weapon so the first thing they have him do is just fucking slam pucks all over the place because his his thing is that he can just he shoots and he scores a one out of five that's what he says could you ever ever make the goal he's like yeah well one out of five and that's that's demonstrated (laughs) here but he also breaks the glass which is super thick and hard to do (laughs) so you know display of power right out the gate and then the other team's just like whoa as you would yeah no shit and then this is the first time we get the we get the duck chance 
chant the quack, 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 go ducks thing. It's awesome. I have to assume they do that a lot in the animated series. They don't ever. What? No joke. Wow, that's weird. That show takes itself very seriously. It's weird. So this game goes actually really well. So they they play through the game and everything is like cohesive and good and everything's just, everything's going well. And Jesse scores the first goal. Like again, that's where he does the Oreo line thing. And as we've discussed, Carp gets a concussion. Because he like drops to his knees in front of the goal, <laughs> and the guy <laughs> shoots right. a puck into his head, and then they they do uh, their secret weapon, the Statue of Liberty play, because Fulton isn't reliable to score. They have him get out on the ice, and all the all the other team is like freaked out because they don't want to die. And he does the thing where he he goes like he's gonna shoot, and then Gee takes it away and fucking scores because everybody moves out of the way. So it's a tie game. Fucking showboater. And then there's a newspaper clipping, a headline that says Jesse and Jesse whatever and Gee Germain score the first ever goals for them for district five team yeah, that's kind of a uh backhanded compliment connie early on does say he's like what's our record and she's like well oh and nine one was pretty close and we almost scored a goal too almost scored a goal too <laughs> we only lost by five. Oh, we only lost by five and we almost scored a goal too thank you so the district lines have been redrawn gordon would have been a duck and now banks has to leave the hawks because he is on the other side of that district line he's in district five adam banks has to play for the for the ducks now and so gordon goes to tell him and and basically the dad and the coach are like fuck you man that's really dumb and but if adam stays on the hawks they'll have to forfeit every game for the rest of the season and that would suck so yeah, now especially as obsessed as that coach is oh God. Uh, with never doing anything but winning big <laughs> Yes. And now the sarcasm scene. So this is where a little bit of drama starts. Riley chases Gordon down and he's like, what do you expect to prove with those bunch of losers? And he also calls him a has-been. He's like, you're, n- you're not even a has-been. You're a never was. I'm like, ouch. But he's, he says, <laughs> like, God damn, man, this is all about peewee hockey. Pee-wee hockey. It's fine. How are you going to get an ego as a peewee hockey coach? Fuck. They don't even deserve to live is what he says. So he's like, well, oh yeah, right. They are losers, aren't they? They don't even deserve to live and we hate losers and shit. And of course, Peter and I think Carp here, or no, Peter and Jesse ask somebody. Peter hears them, whatever. Peter and Jesse, that's what I wrote down. And they just they just don't get it. <laughs> there's a part of me, there's a part of me that wants to be like, come on, what kid is going to take that seriously? And then there's another part of me that has the experience of having been, I'm going to say, seven years old. And my two little brothers, I was... Ma- have I told you this story before? I don't I don't know. Well, stop me if you've heard it. <laughs> I was about seven years old and my two little, we were over at our neighbor's house. This is uh, at, I, I was visiting my father. So I was hanging out with my two little brothers uh, and my little sister who were the only ones of my siblings alive at the time when I was about seven. And uh, my two little brothers had gone under the neighbor's house with their daughter and had pulled out a bunch of insulation. <laughs> and needless to say, the little girl girl's father who had just installed the installation insulation excuse me was a little bit pissed off (laughs) and he said in true elk washington fashion if i catch you under there again i'm gonna shoot you kids and i in a moment of supreme bravery looked at him and yelled you're gonna have to shoot me first (laughs) and i was 100 percent serious kids man that's adorable you're just you're just standing up for your friends and your brothers and stuff man it's all right so what i'm saying is i can see how a kid would not understand sarcasm no exactly yeah no they (laughs) they don't understand yeah i get that (laughs) i totally get that and also no one's happy that banks is coming they're like he's a hawk fuck that guy so we're in the locker room and and gordon says hey man we're getting a new player adam banks is coming and they're like fuck that kid even carp is like basically all the kids 
kids turn on him and he's like, all right, I'm going to go out to the ice. And if you want to join me, go ahead. If you don't, well, dot, dot, dot. And then he walks away and it's only Fulton and Charlie that show up. That's right. Fulton and Charlie. I was trying to think who it was. I knew it was Charlie, but I couldn't remember who the other one was. And they have to forfeit. And then now we got to, we're, we're cruising through here. We're cruising through. So Gordon goes to the diner where Charlie's mom works and Charlie's hanging out and he's just there to tell him that Jesse and Terry's dad is going to take over coaching for the rest of the rest of the season because the the other kids they can't play for somebody they don't trust and Charlie's like I trust you and the others do too they just don't know it yet and blah, blah, blah. but oh before that before before we get to tears Charlie looks at Gordon and says you know my mom has many fine qualities that men find attractive <laughs> Which is super fucking creepy. He wants a dad so bad. Oh, he is in full on please be my new dad mode. <laughs> and, and Gordon has to like, he's not diffusing it, but it's like, fucking duh, look at her, man. She's this, <laughs> she's a hot redhead. She's tough. She's kind of a badass. Oh yeah, I, I 100% get where Gordon's coming from. <laughs> then we cut to the kids in, after that, after that fucking thing where Char- Charlie runs out and he's like, well, shit. The kids are in science class laughing at, bl- laughing at blue ball joke. He's like, what are the blue balls? Ha 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 ha. Fucking sixth graders. Which I didn't get when I was young. When I neither did I. <laughs> but but I always this line always made me happy. He's like, this is this, and what makes up ninety six percent of your body? And then Tommy goes, pizza, pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, actually, yes. The teacher has to leave the room, and he's like, work on this and this and this. It's a goodie. God, this fucking teacher is a dork. <laughs> he would drive me nuts. <laughs> It's almost like he's a teacher in a Disney movie. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So the kids all... Oh, like Carp specifically looks at Charlie and goes, hey man, how was the forfeit spazway? Then Peter's like, yeah, did you score? And he's like, dude, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, you know, well, it's like you're the coach's, like the coach loves you and it's like loves his mom, you mean? And then that starts a little fight, which the entire class <laughs> is involved in, by the way. So I don't know why it's just the ducks that get put in detention. Oh, I do know why it's just the ducks that get put in because detention. Because they're Never the mind. ones who quack. Because they quacked at the principal. Duh, who's a fucking idiot? Me. They quack at the <laughs> you principal. You know what I got to say? Very scary lady by the way go ahead sorry <laughs> she is absolutely no you're at, that was a perfect setup for what i was about to say because she was the one i was going to talk about she is very intimidating and then later when gordon shows up to bail them out of detention and he asks you know well all of them are in the same room and her her eye does this twitch <laughs> that i know so well <laughs> And I was like, God damn that. Like she really committed to this character. Didn't she? Does your eye twitch or does? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. When I, when I get particularly stressed or fatigued, my eye starts twitching just like that. Maybe that's why my fucking eye twitches all the time. My grandma had it too. And she's like, I had to get Botox. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's how, that's how they stop it. You get Botox. Oh yeah. Yep. My grandma's, uh, my grandma's had to have it done too. I am inevitably going that direction eventually. Same. My eye, tw- I, I twitch all over sometimes. Like it happens in my arm a lot. The eye thing happens specifically, like I said, if I'm very stressed, very tired, or both. Yeah, maybe that's when I don't know, dude. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like pay attention to when it happens again. Now we're get we we get to the scene where Gordon's community service is over, but it doesn't matter because he's not quitting anyway. So it's kind of dumb. It's kind of pointless yep. to even bring that all up. All five hundred hours of all community service. Hours what the fuck was he doing in between games and shit i don't know okay so 
And I wrote down that these dudes take peewee hockey very fucking seriously, like a lot seriously, because Riley and and Banks's dad are both in Ducksworth's office, and you know Gordon. Yeah. And this is where this is where your your him being a kind of a badly written character Ducksworth is, because he's like, well, we're gonna do this thing for these these other prominent in our community white people, but he's Gordon's like, you know, you taught me about you you wanted me to learn about fair play and shit, and so I can't withdraw my protest. He says and good for gordon but again i maintain there was a way to write this so that ducksworth wasn't completely inconsistent oh yeah but you know there you go (laughs) that's what it is oh and then it should be mentioned that early on right after he wins that case at the beginning his assistant's like hey ducksworth wants to see you and he's like oh yes thank you very much mr ducksworth it was nothing mr ducksworth quack 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 mr ducksworth (laughs) which is exactly (laughs) oh yeah which is exactly what he does here he's like gordon you're fired oh he fires him and this this is actually a very serious thing and he's like ducksworth says are you prepared to lose your job over some kids some game and gordon looks from dead in the eye and says are you prepared to fire me over some kids some game he's like collect your personal belongings oh shit he's fired and he's like all right <laughs> thank you very much mr duck and he does that thing again and it's like quack 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 mixer mr ducksworth that's really hard to do dude i couldn't get it out either <laughs> oh yeah seriously i i just i felt my tongue just giving up halfway <laughs> uh but then right after that he goes to the school and you see that him talking to the principal and and he <laughs> Yeah. How the fuck did he even get in there, by the way? Well, it wasn't like it is nowadays in the era of school shooters. This I'm is their hockey Columbine, coach. dude. I'm their hockey coach. All right, cool. Go see him. Yeah, dude. This is pre-Columbine. Back in the day, anybody could walk into a school. It's <laughs> so weird. Anybody could. Nowadays, they're fucking fortified fortresses. <laughs> and they should be. That's a heavy topic. Something we don't need to talk about. But it's just so fucking, it's wacky. Like, this guy's not related to any of these fucking kids. And they're just like, here, they're, they're in this room together all of them that's the thing dude we live in like we live in a parody of what the earth used to be or at least what america used to be nowadays like we live in the the weird dystopian you you ever you ever follow that subreddit a boring dystopia because that's where we're living right now no but that's yeah it's not one of the cool dystopias it's just a boring dystopia but it's still got all the hallmarks of the dystopia (laughs) it's more brave new world than 1984 i can tell you that yeah except like i said in the like i said the last time we talked about the differences between the modern dystopia and brave new world oh yeah i have said where's my fucking soma we need it it's weed man oh but i can't smoke then eat some butterscotch candies like the 90 year old man you are that gets me too high (laughs) the candy (laughs) yeah like i that's the thing with me i there's a very very thin line between not high at all and disturbingly fucking high fair enough he does make it into the classroom finally i'm done complaining about it because it's fucking whatever Uh, (laughs) it's almost 30 years ago now it's fine and all the kids are writing i will not quack at the principal on the chalkboard (laughs) and you know which by the way that was taken from the screenwriter's childhood because by the 90s that was gone nobody wrote on a blackboard not on the the blackboard but i totally had to do that because i had a really weird did you have to actually did you have to write on the whiteboard because by 92 everybody had whiteboards no i had to write it on a piece of paper and then i gave it to me too see and she ripped it up that's ex- that's exactly what I was thinking. I had to do it, but I had to write it on a piece of paper because what, what did you do? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember. remember having to write, you know, a, a, a 
50 times or something like that some annoying phrase over and over and over again but i did it on paper for fuck's sake i remember exactly what it was i was in sixth grade it was my homeroom i was talking to this kid named ryan and we were we were both into music and we played like i I was into boy bands and he was into like rock music and playing guitar and stuff but i was also into like some rock stuff that i'd see on mtv so the you know the band orgy remember them blue monday cover yes i'm talking about them i'm talking about them and there was i think she my teacher was gone that day but the substitute heard us and i was like oh you know that band orgy and he's like oh yeah yeah the next day the teacher came and she pulled us into her office and she talked to us and she's like you like write down she told me to write down like what we were talking about and i'm like there's a band called orgy that's what i was talking about and then she still made us write i will not talk about sexual things a hundred (laughs) times Oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. Gee, wonder why we grew up repressed, huh? He gives him a little pep talk and he's like, I want to be your coach again. And then it's like, what do you think, Peter? And then he's like, well, it would help if we practiced first. And then he goes, did you guys really quack at the principal? And they're like, yeah. And, and then we get a trailer moment because he says, are we ducks or what? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <sighs> that's that's straight for the sizzle reel, that one. Yeah. Now it's game time again <laughs> and everybody's back, but Banks shows up and Charlie tries to be cool and welcome him to the team but jesse like stops him and he's like eat shit <laughs> and he walks out <laughs> he walks oh god out. i would have loved it if he actually said that he calls him a cake eater but you know <laughs> which by the way i know that hit the popular lexicon after the movie but i remember watching it and i was 13 years old you know watched it in the theater with my little brothers and stuff at 13 years old peak coolness of course and i just i just remember thinking that's the dumbest fucking insult i've ever heard i still don't know what it means is it like rich people it's like rich i don't know guy? what it means i don't know what it means either but no fucking teenager thought no 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 12 and 13 year old thought of that was definitely thought of by a middle-aged screenwriter who had to come up with an insult (laughs) that uh, sounded like the kids would say it but didn't make any fucking sense because he couldn't say asshole (laughs) that's true that's that sounds right because he yeah he brings it up a bunch so they they play and the the game goes kind that of. That was originally well. cocksucker. That that that's what it was. Oh, yeah. It was originally cocksucker. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was eat shit, but they had him change it. <laughs> PG, not PG thirteen, sir. And Banks Banks scores a fucking awesome goal in the game, and Jesse's still just like shaking his head, like fuck you. <laughs> and he, yeah, Jesse he will, is very reluctant to yeah, come around on. Banks. He will he will go on until the fucking middle of the last game doing that. <laughs> So obviously they make it into the playoffs because because of course they do. Uh, now here's the playoffs present where they get to hang out in a real big hockey arena and meet these meet the fucking North Stars that very Canadian guy. And then he's like, "Oh, we grew up together. I, I we played in the Pee Wees." I'm like, "No, you fucking didn't together. You did not." <laughs> But he's like, oh, hey, Gordon, if you want a tryout, I can get you a tryout. I mean, you know, if you, if want you ever to, want a tryout, I was just going to go back and, re- you know, correct myself. <laughs> if you want a tryout, you can have a tryout. I'll give you a hockey tryout. Get your shit together. You mean figure it out. Figure it out, tit fucker. If your balls a tug. That's it. Give your balls a tug. That's what I was looking give for. Give your balls Fuck. a tug, tit fucker. Oh, I'm so out of it today. So now the next scene, Charlie and Gordon are cooking and Charlie's like, hey, or Gordon's like, hey, man, you want to go to the winter festival thing with me and your mom? And he's like, no, fuck 
fuck no, you should go with my mom alone. Yeah, old Charlie is really trying to get his mom laid, like, hard. Hey, good. He's a cute kid, good wingman, you know? The date kind of goes well for a second, then Gordon makes a dumb joke, and then mom's like, you do know that Charlie's gonna be around for, like, ever, right? Years ago when I watched this when I was a kid, I'm like, chill the fuck out, man. He was just telling a joke, but then I'm like, oh, shit, no, I totally get it now. Like, she might have overreacted yeah. a little, but, like, I totally understand where she's coming from. Well, I mean, especially Charlie makes a point of saying earlier, you know, every time a guy comes around, as soon as he sees me, boom. And then the mom says, every time this happens, like, which leads me to believe she's fucking a lot. Like, it gets a, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it gets a little rougher on him. Redhead. And I'm they like, get around. I'm like, how nice are the like, how nice to Charlie are these fucking dudes? Or is he just worried well, about you? Charlie, can't really. Charlie's relating of the experience is anything but positive from his perspective <laughs> well, anyway. And then, you know, everything goes fine. They kiss and now they're like, now they're like bumping uglies or something. I don't know. <laughs> and we, we get another game and they win. And now they're, now they're going to play the Hawks. That's just how it's going to happen now. Last flashback. And then it cuts back to Riley talking to Gordon and it's right before he goes for the goal and they change the the motto it says it's not worth playing if you can't win which doesn't roll off the tongue as well no it doesn't so now we're at the most important part of the movie this is fucking it's game time <laughs> the first thing you notice they're all lined up like the teams are lined up across from each other and they're doing a weird little face-off thing but this music is so fucking intense <laughs> And okay, so now now now's a good enough time to do, to talk about the music because I said I was going to and I just kept forgetting to do it. So okay, let's do. Pee wee hockey is not fucking important <laughs> at all. Seriously, I mean, it's important to these kids, and I get that. But the way the the score is the score is so epic, it adds way more gravitas to this, and it makes it seem <laughs> so much more fucking important than it really should be, and that makes it work. You know, it makes it. <laughs> It makes you give a shit. Yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. The score is for a much more epic movie. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's so good. I love that score. And it's, it's, but it's, I mean, yeah. it's it's true. If it was, you know, if it was Benny Hill theme songs, you wouldn't take it as seriously and it wouldn't it wouldn't have the emotional weight that it does. So, yeah, it really helps with that. It really helps you to stay invested. I think that's a big part of what makes the movie work. I mean, like I, you know, like I said, you've got a bunch of people giving really good, charming performances, not necessarily that the performances are so great, but everybody's so charming that they get away with anything they flub. But then you add that epic soundtrack to it and yeah i mean it doesn't hurt that the cinematography is pretty good too you know um they frame up some nice hero shots and oh yeah the hockey the action scenes are all really, really good. good yeah yeah so i mean i mean everything's really working i gotta say i'm i'm shocked that this director had such a career decline over the years because i mean you give the script a little bit of a polish and this really could have been a perfect movie yeah like i said it got a little better the next time around but uh he did not direct that one who directed, who directed that one d2 i'm pretty sure that was the one i watched the most because that's the one i have more memories of i remember the whole you know i remember the rivalry with the scandinavian team and i remember the woman who by the way after all that shit about the relationship and whatnot does does charlie's mom just disappear in part two she disappears because in there's part a two. different she, woman in part two yeah he uh he kind of goes for the their the team tutor but then in the third one um i it seems like they kind of broke up over the course of however long it took gordon 
to like get into the minors and then come back. So like less than a year. Oh, is it is that what happens? He gets accepted in, uh, into the minors and that's why the new coach? No, no. The, he comes back in the second one after getting drafted into the minors because he gets the knee injury. And then in the in the third one, he it, they're out of school, so he's not their coach anymore. And he but and he's he, on the poster for the third one. Oh, he's he's in the movie. He ta- he takes a job for the junior Goodwill Games board or something. Oh, okay. So no, he plays. He he's pretty well, important in the third movie too. Okay, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I'd need to rewatch him to really remember. Anyway, yeah, I just I seem to remember that that Charlie's mom doesn't make much of a showing in part two. No. And after and after all the gravity she's putting on this relationship, you know, it's like wow, they just they just kind of threw that one out the window. They're just like yeah, that's over. But Gordon's still around, so it's okay. And it's Charlie's okay. still around too. I don't know as as invested <laughs> as Charlie was in this whole thing, you'd think he'd take it a little harder. Oh yeah, I know, right? But he still has his father figure, so he's good. Yeah, I mean, he's still got his coach, so that's yeah. something. We'll talk a little bit about the game, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. All right, let's about that? let's get the. I mean, so talk about the game. The the face off is also super intense. The coach is insane. <laughs> oh, the, okay. So the uh, fans are insane. We'll have. <laughs> Right, because they're all yeah. Uh, so the face-off right off the bat, Jesse. Before they even go out there, he's like, "Hey, Adam, don't forget whose side you're on." Bombay's like, "Dude, he's a duck, Jesse. He'll play like a duck." And I'm like, "Right on, good. Give give that little shithead a talking to there." <laughs> but that face-off is so fucking intense. Adam and that McGill guy are like staring at each other and like just eyeball. Ooh, man, it's it's scary. McGill's the uh, the villain, right? Yeah, he's the he's the psycho kid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? We're we're gonna jump right to that because Adam is obviously the best player on the team now because he's the best play, he was the best player on the Hawks. So naturally, he's the best, right? Uh, That's right. Adam's the one who they uh, who the psycho takes out. Well, yeah, because he Riley <sighs> goes. That? Riley pulls him aside and goes, "Hey, I want Banks taken out." I'm like, dude, he's like twelve. Chill the <laughs> like, fuck wow, out. How much of a fucking maniac for winning is this guy? Holy shit, that guy needs help and and they do they do take him out so <laughs> it was before they even scored like they almost scored a couple times but riley i think is pissed because the first time they played him the, the score was like 17 to nothing and now it's like two to nothing so he's like i want banks taken out and then he fucking mcgill does this thing he pushes him but then the the puck goes in obviously so it's all yay we scored but then adam's not getting up and then the other kid like mcgill's little sidekick he's like dude what did you do and then <laughs> mcgill looks at him and goes my <laughs> job like, like what? holy shit fuck? he is gonna be an enforcer for the for the minneapolis mafia that's that's some that's some rough stuff yeah he's got an illustrious career in prison ahead mm-hmm. of him yeah and then the, it, t- it took that for jesse to finally come around he's like oh it'll be okay you cake eater all and then bombay walks up to riley and we get that nice little face off between them and he's just shaking his head he's like to think i wasted all those years worrying about what you think like yeah fuck that guy because he's nuts and then he's like you're going down riley and then the music gets all intense again and i'm like fuck yeah let's do it i'm pumped up for this dumb fucking kid movie and then you have to remind yourself that peewee hockey doesn't matter that much (laughs) yeah but it does fucking matter because because it does it just does you know it's that no you know what they commit they the filmmakers commit and i love that it just matters okay so after after i think tammy and tommy go around they 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 fuck some shit up tammy does her little figure skating stuff and they score a goal and then which is literally the only time she has a purpose in 
in this story. Yeah, kind of. She's uh, she's a singer now. Really? Yeah. So that's that's a thing that she does. Has she done anything I would have heard? Nope, I don't think so. She's like an indie. She's an indie artist. She's Jane Plank. That is her real name. No, Jane Plank. I know what her real name is. I got the IMDb page open. I no, mean, that's... Like, does she perform with a group or something? Oh, no, no. She is Jane Plank. So, of course, McGill shows up again. And he fucking knocks Tammy down. Fulton's like, he jumps off the bench, goes, I'm on, coach, real quick. And then he goes up to McGill and throws him into the fucking Hawks bench. Then he's like, you're out of the game, son. And he's like, I'm off, coach. And then he just goes away. <laughs> it's upsetting because I had a friend who uh, who played football in a small town. And in small towns, nobody gives a shit about who plays, you know, because the high school only has like 57 kids in it. And so the local football team had a girl on it. And uh, every once in a while in a tackle, someone would get handsy with the girl and whenever that would happen literally every player on the team would just be like (laughs) fuck scoring and they would just take that person out (laughs) like not just tackling her like no trying to no like no like there's a different you know there's there's a difference like every once in a while someone would tackle her and you know it wouldn't just be tackling and she'd tell and and she'd tell the team what happened (laughs) and they would go and they would just end his game Um. (laughs) So I was like, good on you guys. Right. So now, now Gordon calls over. He's like, Hey, Oreo line. See, they did it again. And he's like, it's time. (laughs) It's time. for." So now it's official. Yes. It's time for our other secret weapon. And this is the big thing. So Jesse's leading the charge here. So they, they go behind the net and the rest of the team joins him and they come out in the most impractical fucking thing ever. The flying V, right? That really is the dumbest thing. There is there is a movie. reason it never fucking works again in the entire series. They try it in both movies. It never works. <laughs> like, it would only work on kids, you know? Little kids. It would have an intimidation factor, I'll like, say that. Yeah, I'm like, that's... But a- again, like you said. <laughs> I said to myself, that's something that could only work once. You could never do that again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Even though they do get away with doing the figure skating thing again. Yeah, that would never work twice either. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I no, I The don't fact think that so. it worked once is a little ridiculous. So that game gets them into a tie they're tied now and then charlie wants to go for the win so he does that breakaway thing again and he almost gets it but he gets hooked by guess fucking who actually i don't know who it is i think it's mcgilligan i wonder and that happened right just as the clock is at zero so fuck so they get a penalty shot so this is this is the same situation as it was back in 73 right except this time they pick charlie but the ref says anybody on the ice can take the shot and connie of course is like how about gee and he's like me fuck that noise Like, he's not into it. Naturally, Gordon's like, you know, how about Charlie? And they're like, why Charlie? And he's like, we got a chance to win. He's like, damn straight we do. Let's let Charlie finish what he started. I'm like, that, right on. That's good. But well, then, obviously it has yeah. to be Charlie yeah. because he's, Charlie is established as the fuck up at the beginning. And this is Gordon's redemption moment. So it has to come through his symbolic stepson. So he Gordon gives him a pep talk and he's like, win or lose, it doesn't matter. Look around. Whoever thought we'd make it this far to a championship peewee game. Yippee. and then charlie's like wow you're really sarcastic for a pep talk (laughs) but i I love the moment right after the pep talk he's like go out there just make sure you're having fun like that that's a big thing and and it's true it's just a fucking game go have fun but it's like you know if we're having fun we might as well fucking kick some ass also obviously it's really good that he's like you know win or lose i'm proud of you charlie (laughs) but yeah you're right like at the same time they've built it up like this matters so so now you're gonna undercut that with just have fun it's like "Eh." well yeah sort of sending mixed messages here folks (laughs) right after charlie skates away bombay just fucking he takes this deep breath and kind of rolls his eyes and he's like okay 
Like you can tell he wants to win <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> and I never noticed that look before. I never had the thought before until today when I was rewatching, but he, you know, he's got that moment in, uh, I think it's in the take the fall game, uh, but it might've been in the very first game where he's like, whatever, you don't want to try fine. What do I care? Like, yeah, you're the one who look like idiots out there. Yeah. You're actually taking this really personally for someone who doesn't even want to be here in the first place. Like if <laughs> yeah, he was I really, that. if he was really a doesn't give a shit kind of coach, he could be like Glenn Howerton on AP bio, you know, it's just like, I don't care if you win, just don't bother me. Now it matters, man. It fucking matters. Yeah. All right. So Charlie does it. And of course he does the, does the triple deke, fucking triple deke, whatever. Uh, yeah. And the he does the crane deke. technique. Yeah. The hockey crane technique, not the J shot. <laughs> Dude, if he did the J shot, he would have won in 73. Oh, that's Jack right. Frost. The J shot is, uh, that's the Jack Frost one, right? Uh, oh yeah. A very much less practical shot. That doesn't make any fucking sense. The ducks win. Of course they win. Uh, and then everybody runs out onto the ice. Gordon. Gordon kisses Charlie's mom, whose name she has a name, but I fucking don't remember it. Hot, um, hot redhead girl, Casey, I think. It it, it is, is it Casey. Yes, it is fucking Casey. Uh, so. I had to ask <laughs> even while I was looking at the IMDb page, I was like, well, I'm not 100 percent on this. Um, so they kiss, and then it cuts to the next day or whatever day. I don't know when it is, but they're at the bus stop, and Gordon's gonna go. He's gonna go try out in the minors, and he's like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm gonna fucking I'm going up against kids half my age. You're going up against 15 year olds? Okay, whatever. Yeah, like how old is he i he didn't get the impression a, he was that old he was 31 when they filmed this movie so that's interesting huh. i just learned that today actually but he he says goodbye to all the ducks and they're shaking his hand giving him cute little one-liners you know for god's sake soft hands <laughs> yeah and remember, just basically throwing all of yeah. his lines back at him and remember strength not concentration then he gets to charlie and he's like and have fun out there coach yep <laughs> <laughs> and then okay this is the moment that really bugs me and then it's over but he kisses he kisses casey he kisses the mom and then charlie's eyes and the mouth just fucking they're wide open like he's surprised i'm like did you not see them making out at the hockey game yeah dude so, like he set him up what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> fucking a oh man hey so that's mighty ducks we're done let's get the fuck out of here we don't get into any like there's not a lot of queen on this soundtrack there will be in the second one and we'll get there one day i'll bet uh yeah I imagine if the if the series goes more than one season, you're gonna drag me back here again next year. It'll be a better. It's a better movie. <laughs> I say like I, I didn't enjoy watching. Yeah. It. No. So, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Because I was not expecting you to like it. I thought I thought you were gonna have the same reaction that you thought I was gonna have to like Dune. <laughs> I mean, it's got problems. It's not a terribly well written script, but it's such a well cast movie, and it's like I said, the score is really strong, and the cinematography is pretty good. And and uh, the hockey action is great. What's not to like? I mean, even through all of its faults, it's a bucket of fun. And as, like I said, as the uh, the youth sports movie genre goes of the 90s, this is pretty much tip top. Uh, I think the Sandlot's better, but it's so neck and neck that if, if you went the other way with it, I would understand. Yeah, it's one of those that doesn't really have a wrong answer between the two. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a fun movie uh, that you can enjoy with your whole family. And I do. I make them watch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we have Disney Plus, so it's really it's easy to do that. Ugh, fuck Disney Plus. I agree, but they wanted it, and you know, you do you do what your wife and kids want sometimes. Yeah, I know, I know, I've been there, brother. And I'm enjoying it because I'm like, oh god, all those Disney Channel original movies that I haven't seen in years. Let's watch Brink <laughs> twenty fucking times. There's a you do have to tell me if the Brat Patrol is on there. You got to go looking for that. The Brat Patrol? Do you mean the Safety Patrol? No, I mean the Brat Patrol. B period R period A period oh, T starring pa- Sean Astin. Safety Patrol is not on there. I just realized, and that really annoys me. The Brat Patrol. What is the Patrol. Safety Patrol? Uh, a piece of crap movie that was on Disney, and I don't know if it's a Disney movie technically, but I don't really remember it. I just know that it was the Safety Patrol, and they had Weird Al in it. Really? Yeah. Well, now I'm intrigued. No, the Brat Patrol <laughs> was a Disney movie. It was. Uh, it premiered on the Wonderful World of Disney, if I recall correctly, oh. and it starred Sean Astin and the third kid from Explorers. You know who I mean? The one who's not Ethan Hawke or River Phoenix. <laughs> the other one who. Uh, yeah. Who like is nobody a knows person. his fucking name. Yeah. Let's see. Watch movie. It is not on Disney Plus yet. Well, I am disappointed. I'm not going anywhere near that shit until the Brat Patrol is on there. Would you anyways? No, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not going as long as the Brat Patrol isn't on there. Well, fuck. Fucking Brat Patrol. But hey, man, I love the fucking Mighty Ducks. Seriously, this is this was definitely one of my favorite movies growing up. And it doesn't even have any martial arts in it. What the fuck? There's no not not a ninja to be found in this movie. Yeah, I know. But there's hockey. So, you know, it's kind of Rocky adjacent. It's extra violent and awesome. (laughs) There is a surprising amount of kid on kid violence in this movie. Well, yeah, even even the announcer in the game is like, this is the kind of game we're going to see. Because like right off the bat, they're just fucking the Hawks are just beating the shit out of the Ducks. (laughs) And they're a little older in the second one. Good old. Yeah, so the hockey action is way better. American fun. Yeah, it, the hockey action is way better in the second one. Like that, it's it really is peak. Uh, yeah, in that one. the second one is the one I watched the most at a copy on VHS. Whereas the first one, I think we had borrowed a copy from some friends of ours, but we actually owned a copy of the Mighty Ducks two, so we watched that one a fair amount. Yeah, I remember when I, when I bought these from Hastings. I bought the trilogy in a box set, and I ran into a dude outside of Hastings, and he's like, "Oh, hey man, did you get like Old Boy or God?" father or something i'm like no i just bought the mighty ducks trilogy and he just like shakes his head and rolls his eyes i'm like fuck your stupid (laughs) fuck your prestige cinema i don't give a shit (laughs) old boy's a really awesome movie by the way but fuck the godfather that's just three and a half four hours of fucking people talking funny accents i don't care okay i'm not gonna say fuck the godfather that's a solid movie i watched it with my kids just a few weeks ago well that's fine uh, i don't really want to you know i'm not really interested is is the thing like again like yeah people overdo it with their quote-unquote quote prestige cinema if it like mighty ducks isn't gonna win any awards i'm like i know have you seen the movies that i like like (laughs) (laughs) yeah if there's one thing you're not it's a movie snob i'm yeah i'm not fucking worried about it like i do like good movies i guess but i also like crappy movies and movies that are fun but then i don't like like legitimately bad movies you know not movies movies that are just bad not fun bad yeah that that's a tough line to walk yeah it's hard but you know but it. Yeah, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> like i'm not going to purposefully sit through an adam sandler movie from like 2010 onwards you know for the most part <laughs> well especially especially those because the as i've said before probably the trouble with bad comedy is that it's not funny a good bad movie is like the room when he is being so fucking sincere that he thinks he is making a goddamn masterpiece <laughs> 
that is the gold standard of bad movies. But I will say there is something to be said for the type of bad movies that are bad, you know, in like like even ones that are just like super douchey, like Transformers or something like that. <laughs> but then the trouble with the bad comedy is by definition, if it's if it's not funny, it's a bad comedy, you know. But then people do think it's funny. A lot of people do, and that's why those movies keep getting made because they make so much goddamn money every time they come out. Because also they cost like I tell thirty million dollars to make, and it's stupid. Yeah, that helps. Did I tell you about my experience attempting to watch disaster movie? Uh, I think you did once, and ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was just you. that was just a painful experience. Like it was so painfully unfunny. See, people, like, every single moment of it was. <laughs> It was like it was sucking laughter out of my chest. Well, that would bring us to our next point then. Well, one of our next points. <laughs> so we just talked about Mighty Ducks, which is a good movie that we both, we obviously both enjoyed it, which is fucking crazy. But yes, we did. You know, I I guess I got to do it in the right order. We're done, but we're going to tell you to go to follow us on some social media at the shark pod on everything at the shark pod. But the point that I was really trying to get to is that we want to start adding more. I want to start adding more to the Patreon and the shit list is, is a prime way for you guys to torture us. And also, also <laughs> oh, support us. I should have seen time. this coming around. <laughs> I'll talk about some shitty Adam Sandler movies and transformers and shit. And we're going to, st- uh, we're, we're going to start that eventually. And it'll be fun. As of right now, we're doing our, 2021 the 13th where we review every one of the friday the 13th movies one a month for the rest of the year and And, uh let me see by the time this episode drops i think part three will be out part three oh shit do that at patreon.com slash across hollywood for just two dollars a month you can listen to us bullshit about friday the 13th which is awesome and i would really like some feedback on it from the patrons just because uh you know i feel like these episodes are turning out just a little different from our regular episodes and i'd like to know whether you like the difference or whether you'd like to see it go back to uh, more in line with the regular show. I'm, I'm curious how the patrons feel about that. So give us give us some feedback. Drop us a line on the social media or on the email that the kids are using these days. Anyways. Oh, hey, speaking of boners, audibletrial.com slash Hollywood. You can get a book and maybe, I don't know, there, there's probably a few audio books about erectile dysfunction or something on there. There's a, there's a fair amount of erotica on there and, and certainly steamy romance oh, novels. Oh, that's probably the direction I should have gone. Not, hey, you can't get a boner? Listen to this book. <laughs> audibletrial.com slash sharks across Hollywood please don't don't sue us or whatever you do to people who make dirty jokes advertising your product uh so fuck next time next time I forgot I forgot what was next time but I I know exactly what I'm doing because I have a list what's next what's next time yeah I forgot what's next on the list ooh I know what's next warrior and the sorceress ooh so I've been looking forward to this one I don't know why it's a terrible (laughs) film but (laughs) we went pretty mainstream here spot for it we're it's, it's going to get weird next time around. I don't know. We'll see. Good this luck. This was pretty mainstream, but. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. It'll be fun. I'm I'm kind of nervous, but also pretty excited. So so we'll be back in a couple weeks with the warrior and the sorceress. But until then, stay jawsome. Duck pun. 